Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. I don't mind sharing with you that 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 is the grandson of one of our dearest friends in Fort Worth, Texas, Ginger Ziegler. She and her husband, John, were my very first Word of Faith pastors. They were the very first pastors of Eagle Mountain International Church. And that's her grandson, John Michael Howell. Amen. 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 And if you think there is Native American Indian blood, uh, Native American blood flowing in that family, you did it wrong. Uh, he's got a sister, uh, Sarah, and his mother is Sherry, uh, spelled S-H-E-R-R-I-E. His daddy is Michael Howell, and if you get an opportunity to check them out, they've got, a, they've got music online called The New Music is Family. Michael leads worship for a lot of Brother Copeland's meetings, <clears throat> especially the ones that are at Eagle Mountain. And uh, I just want to take a moment and, and just, I, you know, uh, there's three generations that we know in that family just really serving God. So whatever God has said to you, do it. Amen. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Now, I don't know if any of y'all noticed that or not. But all that percussion work that was going on, the, what sounded like drums, was his feet. Is that cool or what? I need me one of those. Amen. In fact, I, 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 have, I can do that, Josh. I, I, can, I can do this. I can do this. I, in fact, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it to the way Suzanne talks. I have me one of those. I take me one of those. I possess it. I thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. I have a I have a, a pedal that I use with. I haven't used it in a while. A, what's called a chorus pedal, and uh, it's one of my favorite instruments that I use when I play guitar. And you can get some cool effects out of that little thing. I've just got a little single with a couple. It's got, you know, about three different things it does. But it actually sometimes you can, you can get this almost sound like two guitars playing at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to play a 12-string. 12-string's cool, isn't it? I had a Gretsch 12-string. Oh, beautiful guitar. And uh, I sewed it into a young man who went into the ministry with Teen uh, Not Teen Challenge. It was that uh, group that was on fire. They had a wildfire down there, in, wildfire down in Texas. He went to Texas anyway. He was in our church in, in, in Illinois, and uh, he was going in the ministry, and, and the Lord told me to sew my 12-string. I said, are you sure about that? Because <laughs> I've been playing that guitar like a long time, and it's got lots of pearl in it, you know, and I said, it's a really fine piece of equipment. He said, that's not your guitar. It belongs to Sean. Yes, sir. <sighs> yes, sir. So my, my 12-string went into the ministry Amen. a second time. Amen. But when you play a 12-string with a chorus box, that's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> it's wild. Because a 12-string already sounds like two guitars. I, you, I like tuning that harmonic. You know, you already sound like you got two. Then you hook it on that chorus box. It's like, whoa, what is happening? Am I doing that? <laughs> Amen. Amen. This morning in prayer... I wasn't just really in prayer. It wasn't like a set-aside. I had already transitioned into getting ready to come here. Uh, And I want to welcome our family, our faith family that's online with us. Um, And this applies to you as well as all of us that are here. The Holy Ghost brought 
a word up in my spirit that we don't like very much, but you're going to like what he did with it. Um, he, I kept hearing in my spirit accusation. Accusation. So I just kept praying in tongues. That's what we do, you know. I just kept praying in tongues, and I said, you know, just spending time with him. Accusation. Accusation. Well, then I began to, you know, just go ahead and take the bull by the horns and speak to the accuser and accusation and cast it down. I wasn't sensing accusation myself. I was just getting this word in the Spirit. And I wasn't trying to get a word in the Spirit. I was actually trying to get ready to come to church. And in, in doing so, I find out that when you just think you're getting ready to do other things, but you're doing them in the Spirit, then He's able to speak into your life and the lives of others in the most normal way. Right. Pulling out of the Spirit into real life, and that's exactly what we need to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. And this word accusation, I prayed, you know, I, I didn't pray, I, I began to speak to, the, to accusation. And then I began to speak to the accuser. Which, the, the name, the word, Satan, don't ever capitalize that. That's spelled with a small s. That's right. S-A-T-A-N. I see that name capitalized in Christian books, and I mark it out if, I'm re if it's my book. If it's your book, I apologize. I'll probably mark it out anyway. Um, and put a little s with it. <clears throat> because he does not deserve the honor he, that, the definition of the word Satan is accuser. Right. Simple definition, accuser. That's what he does. It's interesting that he's the one that, that, caught, that tries to make you trip and then accuses you for tripping. Right. <laughs> I'll let you think about that just a moment. <coughs> he throws the trip hazard out there. You trip. And then he accuses you. Right. And you know, ever notice he doesn't wait till you, he doesn't wait till you get up. You've tripped and you're kind of down. It may just be emotionally, right. and the accusation happens while you're down. Yep. You ever notice that? If you haven't noticed that, start paying attention. Mm -hmm. He's not a friend. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. And the Lord said this, I began to pray that out, and then I began to get this, begin to get this, this word, and, and I'm like, well, I, you know, Father, praise God. So I began to pray for all of you, and those of you online with us too. Many of you are living with accusation. Many of you are living with accusation. He said many. That in some way, shape, or form, in some element of your life, spirit, soul, body, relationships, finances, or maybe multiple elements, you're not enough. That who you are and what you are able to do is not enough. Well, that's good news. I found out March 31st, 1989, I wasn't enough. And I completely gave this whole deal over to Jesus. And ever since that day, I've been enough. But that does not mean the accusation stopped. Right. One of the worst enemies I've ever fought in my life, is, and even this side of the new birth, is accusation. Because it seems like it comes from within sometimes. Well, that's the way the enemy works. He works on your head to remind you of where you have missed it, where you are missing it, or 
the fact that you're not getting the results that you're desiring and that, that the Word of God says are yours is your fault. I knew I was going to mess around and get to somebody here. This is not where I was going this morning, but, you know, the Spirit of God, when you're yielded to the Father, the Spirit of God's able to just do what He wants to do. Amen. Not just past, missing it, and not just I could do better present that you're aware of, but then you seem to be pressing into the Word, pressing into the Spirit, pressing into the things of God, and you're just not getting the results, and here comes the accuser. Now, I want to show you how you can always know that it's Him and it's not God. Because there's a huge difference between condemnation and conviction. Right. The Holy Spirit will convict. The accuser just condemns. Right. That's all He does. With conviction comes answers, comes correction. Right. With conviction comes knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Amen. It might just start out as knowledge, but at least you have something to start into. Amen. With conviction of the Holy Spirit comes direction. Amen. With condemnation or accusation, you're just a piece of trash. You're just missing the mark. You're just not worthy. You're not enough. You never will be enough. You can't hear God well enough. You don't understand the Bible well enough. You're just not enough. It just, it's just a put-down or I should say a pull down. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's how you always know. Right. Every time something, because God, God will correct you constantly. Right. Ask me. I get corrected constantly. But it's not out of one ditch into another ditch and somehow or other. It's, it's, it's more, you know, adjustments. It's, 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 it's like the fine-tuning thing. Right. You know, and then when, it does, when I do get on a wrong thought, it's like, whoa, get that back here. Right. Conviction comes with a Adjustment, direction, guidance. Amen. Condemnation, accusation just comes with a, you missed it, you're bad, you're not enough. Do you ever notice that? Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because I know it's all of us. Right. I, I know I'm talking to 100% of Christians all over the world right now yep. that this thing called accusation speaks to you and says, you are not enough. And you're never going to be able to accomplish what you know God wants you to accomplish. That's a problem. When you start living with that one, you want to accomplish what God has for your life, and here's this voice that seems to be in your head. Amen. Because that's where it's speaking to is saying you're never going to be able to accomplish the will of God in your life. This is what the Lord said to do with that. He said, remove and destroy accusation now. The accuser has been destroyed. Jesus Christ has destroyed him and has destroyed his works. The reason you don't speak out against the correct, against those kind of voices a lot of times is because you don't know whether it, maybe this is God trying to correct me. Hello, I just told you how to discern that. If you get direction, 
do it and thank the Lord for it. Because He never comes and tells you, watch this, the Father will never tell you, you can't. I want you to get this. God Almighty, your Heavenly Father, El Shaddai, Yahweh, will never tell you, you can't. Because He knows He has given you the authority and the dominion to do anything you desire to do. His answer in, to you in Christ Jesus says, yes and amen, so be it. Yes and so be it. Anytime you hear the phrase spoken to you, thoughts, words, anything that comes at you and says you can't, you're not enough and you can't, you've got to know that's the enemy. That's, right. amen. that's the accuser. Amen. 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 Watch this now. If you know it's him, he's a liar. That's right. Come on. When, when you hear... When you hear the phrase, you're not enough and you can't, understand that's the liar speaking. And if it's the liar, then what he said is a lie. And what the truth is, is the opposite of what he says. So when you hear the phrase, you can't, your answer ought to be, oh, yes, I can. When you hear the phrase, you're not enough, oh, yes, I am. And you enforce the destruction of the destroyer and the works of the destroyer, the enemy. Amen? Amen. You you don't have to stand there and have a shouting match with Satan. Oh, Satan, shut your mouth. And he speaks back to you. I said shut up. And he speaks back. I said shut up, Jesus. Or shut up, Jesus. No. (laughs) See, that's what happens. Happens you get in those shouting matches because you're all into emotion. You're doing it mentally. But when you know who you are in Christ Jesus and you know who He is in you, watch this. We love t-shirts with this on there. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Oh, yes, I can. Here's another one we like on t-shirts a whole lot, even coffee cups. Greater is He who is in me than you who are in the world. Oh, yes, I can. I am enough with Him. In fact, my daddy's name is El Shaddai, and he's more than enough. Let me remind you just who I am in Him. That's how you begin to remove and destroy the accusation. And if you don't do it, it's not going to stop. I can agree with you as your pastor, and I do agree with you. I pray for you. I immediately begin to intercede for you. Amen. So you got a head start on this thing. I've already knocked the socks off the accuser this morning for you. I hope that you'll get in agreement with me for you. Amen. You didn't know the devil wore socks, did you? I really don't want to say that that way, Father. I'll say it. Okay, thank you. I'll receive that. You know, he's really a wimp. And he's just out there pussyfooting around. In his sock feet. Because Jesus destroyed his ability to wear boots. And put on you the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of wholeness, soundness, and completeness. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You need to get your eyes on this. You need some word to back this up for you. Revelation chapter 12. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Amen. Praise God. Verse 12, verse 10. Knock me plumb back into the spirit. Revelation 12, verses 10 and 11. I have a hard time starting on verse 10 in this chapter. Hmm. Well, but I will. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, you notice it was a loud voice? Amen. Say it with me. There are, there are loud, voices loud voices in heaven. In heaven. So, so, there ought to be Loud voices, loud voices in the church. In the church. Just saying. Amen. Amen. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. I can see it's going to be one of those kind of days today. I'm, I'm really excited to be here with y'all. Now is come salvation and strength. When? Now. now. And the kingdom of our God is come when? Now. now. And the power of His Christ. When is it come? And for the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Does it say was, is, or going to be? That means it's perpetually is. Which, those guys in there got it. Super, super kids got it. Which accused them before our God day and night. You know, you know, you know those mornings when you wake up and you just feel bleh. You realize that wasn't from a God dream? That wasn't a God thought that you got up and you felt on Thursday like it was Blue Monday? Well, just feel down today. I really don't understand it. I really don't get it. I, okay, so I'm just going to go with it. And there you go. Before long, there you are. Amen. Amen. The accuser of the brethren accuses day and night. Amen. Amen. What am I going to do about Pastor Bob? Rest in the Holy Ghost. When the enemy wakes you up in the middle of the night, throw him out of your house. Throw him out of your, out of your mind. Throw him out of, out of your consciousness. Get him out of there. Speak to these thoughts. I know, but that's kind of one of those extremists. It's not extreme if you're the one sitting up in the middle of the night. Amen? There's nothing extreme about removing a distraction. Wait a minute. There's nothing extreme about removing someone who's hitting you. Let me talk to you here a minute, Christian. Turn the other cheek doesn't mean stand there and be beaten to death. Do you know how I see turn the other cheek? I got a revelation of this years ago. Cock another barrel, that's a good way to say it. Watch this. With the shield of faith on, you, the, the enemy accidentally gets to you and whacks you in the jaw. Right? An accusation comes through and it gets into your mind, you're considering it, and now you feel like you're a little bit, you know, not worthy. But then you realize, oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus unto good works. As He is, so are we. Right now in this world. 
and you realize it, and you turn the other cheek and watch him bloody his knuckles trying to get through that shield of faith. He's not beating you up, not beating you down. That's not what Jesus said, stand there and let the devil destroy you. There is nothing about that message that says, just turn and let let them whack you again. Oh, you're my enemy? Whack me again. Let me show what you're a great Christian I am. Bam! Uh, Bam! And that's what it's got taught. I I heard it taught as a kid. I didn't agree with it as a child. I don't agree with it now. Because now I understand, if I've got the helmet of salvation on, my head is completely covered. He can't even get a steel rod to bend the armor of God. Right. Amen. Amen. Little, little, okay, I didn't intend to go down this road, but here we are. I'm going to teach you more about this, because, but I just want you to get a hold of this right now. That armor of God is not something you put on from the outside. The armor of God is spiritual armor, and it comes up from the inside of you on you. Amen. And if you're not producing, you produce the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, yes. You, amen. amen. Love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Hallelujah. Faithfulness. Glory to God. But you also produce the armor. When the Word of God tells you to put it on, He's not talking about external clothing. He's talking about the armor of God coming up on you. Well, if you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have a hard time getting that one. Because the Spirit of God, when the Holy Ghost has come up on you, you shall be what? You shall receive what? Miracle working, burden removing, yoke destroying power. Amen. Amen. And that's why we talk in tongues, man. I mean, when the, amen. Because all throughout the book of Acts, that was the initial evidence of the Spirit of God coming upon you, the Holy Ghost coming upon you. Amen. I don't care if you don't like that part of the Bible. It's in there anyway. I'm not tearing mine out. Because I understand if I let the Holy Ghost come upon me, I can let the fruit come upon me, which all the church says I'm supposed to be in love. I'm supposed to be loving. Amen. Go into any denomination. Yes, Christian ought to be loving. Christian ought to be joyful. Christian ought to be peaceful. Amen. Internal fruit. Well, wait a minute. It comes by the Holy Ghost. It's the fruit of the Spirit. So is the armor of God. Watch this. You understand this is all appetizer today. Verse 11. And they overcame him. Who? The accuser. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives even unto the death. That doesn't mean God wants you to die serving Jesus. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. What testimony? Well, here here we go. I have received the blood of the Lamb. I've been cleansed. I've been born again. Here's the word of my testimony. I am now a new creature in Christ Jesus. And you cannot stop him. I might as well give you the other scripture I was going to preach today. Because I've already given you four or five of them. It's amazing how I didn't intend to go down this road, but God decided we're going to go down this road. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, 
but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I live by faith in the Sonship. Here's a word of testimony. I am a Son of God, the offspring of God in Christ Jesus. I am as you are too. I'm not just talking about me. This is not Preacher Bob's message. This is my testimony, your testimony if you've been born again. I am in the firstborn from the dead. And He's in me. I am called into the fellowship of sonship in Christ Jesus. The fellowship of sonship to God. With God. Almighty, Yehovah, Jehovah, El Shaddai is my Father. Amen. What accusation could convince you that you're not enough if you not just know that, but live that? Acts 17, 28 says, In Him we live, move, and have our being. In Him we live, we move, and have our being. A lot of Christians have their being in Christ Jesus. They're just not living and moving very well. Amen. Amen. Still wandering around, you know, I, I, well, I know, I, I mean, I know I'm born again and, and I'm trying to hold on and be a, a good, good Christian and, and, and make heaven. I know God wants me poor and God wants me sick. You have heard and listened to and believed the accuser. Watch this. He accused God to you of being a bad father. It's that simple. How many of you in here are parents? How many of you want your children sick and absolutely financially busted? Not a chance. Amen. And we'll load all the barrels to make sure that doesn't happen. Are you a better parent than God? Why would we accept the accuser's voice to us, questioning the heart of our Father for us? And if we know the heart of our Father for us, why wouldn't we lean into it? And say, Father, y'all, some of y'all know I'm, I'm, I come from a long line of huggers, okay? I can't help myself. That's one thing God didn't make me give up. Amen. Amen. And I've constantly, I start my day out in the arms of my Father, Abba, Amen. Daddy. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Therefore, it's a lot harder to accuse me. Right. Now, you want to find somebody that's even more rigid against accusation than I am? Talk to Pastor Sherry. Because we can do a tag right now and she can finish this message <laughs> really well. Don't, don't accuse her. Because you're going to hear the Bible like you never heard the Bible before. Right. Amen. 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 I remember, uh, just a little testimony real quick. This is really great. We had not been married very long, just a few weeks. And, you know, I know none of you have ever done this, gotten married and then had a disagreement. <laughs> but we did. And, and I happened to, even though, even though before we got married, I had told her, because God told me to do that. I knew that, did this with everybody. I've already done this with y'all. I've done this with people I haven't even met yet. I forgive everyone of everything that's ever thought, said, or done anything wrong against me in the past, the present, and ever will in the future, in the name of Jesus. And I had said that to her before we got married. Amen. I forgive you right now, 
ahead of time of everything you ever think, say, or do that's wrong towards me. I forgive you. I plead the blood of Jesus, and it's over. I'm not carrying offense or unforgiveness, period, in the name of Jesus. She looked me square in the eyes, Nicole, and she said, I don't know how you can do that, but by faith in the name of Jesus, I forgive you. <laughs> and she went through the same thing. So well, then we got married. I've been married, I think, a few weeks. And I had a memory lapse. <laughs> none, I know none of y'all have ever had that. <laughs> you said something and then you forgot. That you, that, that you ought not do that. I had a little memory lapse just for a moment. We got into a disagreement, which none of y'all have ever done, husband and wife. But we did. Amen. Don't look that way at me. This is a long time ago. I've learned since then, don't disagree with her. Especially don't disagree with God. And I brought up something she had said a couple weeks before in this disagreement. And she looked me square in the eye and she said, don't you dare bring up my past. It was, I didn't hear the voice of Pastor Sherry. I didn't hear the voice of Wife Sherry. I heard that golden velvety voice of God. He says, don't you ever bring up anybody's past, and then I won't bring up yours. Amen. He said, I, I'm not going to anyway, but that's the way you keep the accuser from bringing up your past. Right. Amen. Amen. You, open, you bring up somebody else's past. You know, last week, two weeks ago, so, um, amen. I lived through it. The marriage survived. Praise God. <laughs> and I've been waiting for 24, almost 25, almost 26 years now to, to use that on her. And it didn't, nope, I haven't got to. <laughs> See, she not only stands by it, she lives by it. Amen. You don't give place to the accuser. Right. Now, if you're like me, I had a few things in my past that were accusable. Now, I know none of the rest of you did, but just let me share my testimony. Since we're overcoming the accuser by the blood of the Lamb of the word of the testimony, I had some things in my past that I could have been accused about, rightly so. Right. No, I'm not telling you what they were. <laughs> Quit looking at me like that. But they were there. And there are some people in some places around the country, around the state, even in this part of the state, that still think I ought to remember that stuff. And, every, you know, since I go to the hometown, the home area there where every now and then this is about an hour away from here, um, it's, it's kind of easy to be around people that knew you back when. <clears throat> but they didn't know you. They didn't know me. They didn't know this man. They, they, they think they know me because they recognize this wonderfully handsome face but <laughs> I'm only saying that because Pastor Sherry told me to <laughs> amen two or more two, and two or more are in agreement amen thank you Julie I'm getting some help preaching helping here today I love it but they think they, they recognize me but they don't know that guy died March 31st 1989 dead 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 gone I had somebody say to me not too awful long ago do you remember when I said no I don't not at all now, I had natural knowledge of what they were talking about, refused to engage it. Right. Amen. Amen. You, oh, you want me to do that? Yeah. Yeah. See, if you have more trust and reliance in the reality of your spiritual life than you do in the natural, 
then you can speak according to your spiritual life, and that's the real truth. That's powerful revelation right there. Especially when they come along and they say, have you been vaccinated? And you say, yes. Look at you, how quiet it got. Sucked all the air out of the room. The internet almost shriveled up. Have you been vaccinated? Oh, yeah. You better know it. Proverbs chapter 4, baby, the word of God is medicine to my flesh. Isaiah 53, 5, with his stripes I was healed. I am healed. 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes I was healed. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all the world's destructions. I've been vaccinated. I'm vaccinated multiple times every day. How many of them you had? Oh, you got poked twice by a metal, piece of metal. And they stuck some juice in you, and you don't know what that has in it. Let me tell you what's in what I get. It'll knock you into eternal life. It'll make you healthy, wealthy, and prosperous, and successful in every realm of life. It'll make you loving, joyful, peaceful. It'll make you meek, temperate, kind, self-control. It'll make you strong in the face of the devil, the world, and the flesh. What have you been vaccinated with? Tell you about my vaccine. Tell me where I can sit and where I can't sit, what I got to put on my face and what I don't put on my face because you got stuck with a needle and I didn't. I've been vaccinated, baby. Don't you ever doubt it. My spiritual life is more real than anything you'll ever touch in the flesh. We've gone beyond religious philosophy in the Christian church. Amen. Now, I'm not telling you, don't get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. You want to get the vaccine? Get it. Amen. Get, Get poked. I'm not, I'm not telling you don't do that. That's not the message. The message is spiritual strength. Right. Yes. Amen? Amen. Don't you let the, the accuser sit there and accuse, well, I must not have the kind of same strong faith Pastor Bob does because I got the vaccine. Shut up. Shut up, accuser. Don't give the accuser any, any room at all. Right. Amen? Amen? Dear God. I can tell you a list of vaccines I did not get as a child growing up. I didn't get that big one that's about the size of a nickel. It's got a whole bunch of spots on it on your, on your, on your shoulder, or on your upper arm. I didn't get it. Not, never in my whole life. I'll be, you know, I'll be 29 next, next couple months. Um, yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops, somebody in O's. <laughs> Janice is in the room and she's got evidence. <laughs> Not one time in all these almost 67 years has anybody told me I can't go in the grocery store without a mask or sit in this restaurant without a mask because I, didn't get to, I don't have the scar on my arm. Amen. What are we going to do about it, Pastor Bob? Cast down the accuser and live in who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, guys, we're talking about no more church as usual. The church moving out of the physical, natural realm and moving into the realm of the Spirit truly. Amen. Amen. So the Lord told me to do this. I've got to get to the message this morning, even though I've preached, I think, over half of it. Because what, I, what I'm supposed to preach today is your identity and the goodness of God. Amen. And I'm going to get there, kind of, sort of. Now, we're going to get there. We've already been there. But what the Lord told me to do about this is if you've been dealing with accusation, 
I just want you to come up front. I'm going to lay hands on you. We're not going to take a long time. I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to touch your forehead, and, and that's going to be a trigger for the release of your faith that the accuser is cast down. Amen. If you're online, I want you to stand up in front of your device, whatever kind of device you're using. Just stand up in front of it, reach your hand out towards the screen, and receive it. Amen. Amen. So if you've been dealing with that, I know I'm talking to folks. I know God is. Why don't you come down forward here right now and just receive prayer and agreement. I say prayer. Receive the anointing. There is an anointing. There is a strength of anointing to to drive the accuser back. That one that's been telling you you're not enough. You missed it in the past. You're missing it in the present. And you're never going to get to accomplish the will of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Just make a line across here so I can just kind of take off across here. Amen. And I'm, I'm serious, if you, if y'all, I know you're online, I know, I know you're dealing with it, praise God. So just stand up and lift your hands up and, and reach them towards the screen. Praise God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Accuser, shut your mouth and get away in Jesus' name. You're destroyed. Accuser, destroyed in Jesus' name. Accuser, destroyed in the name of Jesus. Accuser, destroyed in Jesus' name. Accuser, destroyed in the name of Jesus. Accuser, destroyed in the name of Jesus. Accuser, destroyed in Jesus' name. Accuser, destroyed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it with me online. Accuser, you're destroyed in the name of Jesus. Take that. Receive that right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're not playing games with spiritual things. We're doing spiritual work right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What weapons do we have? Words. Spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-filled, faith-filled words. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Come on, brother, I'll lay hands on you real quick in Jesus' name. Accuser and accusations, you're destroyed in the name of Jesus. He is enough. He's more than enough in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, 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 now I, want to, I want to show you something here while we're right here, and then you can go sit down. Somebody says, well, I didn't feel a thing. Well, we're in the Spirit. Why are we walking by physical feelings? Or emotional feelings. We're in the Spirit. You are enough. You are more than enough for every situation. More than enough for all situations. We're in the Spirit. And, and so this is what the Lord told me to tell you. <laughs> I see the posture of the accuser right now. Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus. Over 600 Roman soldiers, heavily armed, show up to arrest him. Peter takes a sword to cut off a guy's head, misses and just gets the ear. They said, we come for Jesus. He said, I am he. And over 600 heavily armed, weaponized, locked and loaded soldiers fell flat on their backs. That's where your accuser is right now. That's why you come to church. That's why you come to church and get with a shepherd who will knock the wolf, cut the wolf up, and we'll have wolf burgers for lunch if the wolf doesn't leave the pasture. Amen. But we ain't having no sheep lost to a stinking wolf. Amen. Glory to God. 
that's where your accuser is right now. Right now, in, the, in this anointing, right now. So, well, I'd like to have this anointing. It's living in you. He's, he's in you, yes. The anointed one. Amen. And you don't have to act like me. You need to act like you. You don't need to sound like me. I mean, imitate me if you need to for a little while, but get your own voice against him. Quit letting those stupid, stinking lies speak to you in the name of Jesus. I already know you're strong, but accuser, you are destroyed in Jesus' name. Accusations, you're destroyed in Jesus' name. Accusations destroyed. Destroyed, accuser, destroyed in the name of Jesus. Get out. Sean P., take it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There it is. Glory to God. Well, you, can, you can sit down or you don't have to. You can run around if you like. Amen. I guarantee it. Come on, don't let her run by herself. Come on, somebody run with her. Let's go. Let's go. Not one runner, not just one runner. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Go, go ahead and run around your living room. Run around your kitchen. I don't care. Run. In Jesus' name, wherever you are. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Freedom. Amen. That's a good word. Praise the Lord. So, isn't it fun to be free? I'm not kidding you. And I, um, do not let the accuser move back in on you. Amen. Do not. Well, I know, but wait a minute. He's all, he, that, that system always points to facts that support that you're not doing good enough. They always point to facts about your performance. And you have one performance to point to. Jesus. On the cross. Jesus. Body in the grave and spirit and soul in hell. Wait a minute. Colossians 2 verse 15 says, He led a shout and parade and destroyed the enemy while he was in hell. Amen. And come storming out of there, picked up his dead body, had no blood in it, walked around on the earth for 40 days, praise God, ascended in front of 600 witnesses, hallelujah. And sent us the Holy Ghost to witness on the inside. You got the witness on the inside? Yes, Are you born again? Yes. Child of God? Yes, sir. Why are you letting the accuser tell you you're not enough? Point to Jesus' performance. Point to Jesus' performance. You got His performance. That's the gospel. I just preached the whole gospel. Genesis to Revelation. That's it. Every moment of every day when, when things, you know, you get the report and the deal didn't go through. You get the report and you didn't make as much money as you thought you were going to. You get the report and they say you got to die. You're sick. Hey, whoa. Jesus did die. He was sick. He did die. But He came back to life and gave me that life. I don't have to die. I don't have to be sick. Amen. Shut up, accuser. And quit accusing my father that he's not for me. Can I move on down the line a little bit? Quit accusing my pastor that he and she's not for me. Quit accusing my brother and sister in Christ that they're not for me. Shut your mouth, accuser. This, this whole thing is so stout because, I mean, he comes along and he says, You know, Tori, did you see the way Amanda didn't look at you the other day? Amanda, did you see the way Tori didn't look at you? There must be. 
There must be something. Help me preach here, Josh. There must be something going on. Shut up. Don't you talk about my sister to me like that. That ought to be your immediate response. You ought to be like, you need to learn to be like Pastor Sherry. Do not talk to me about my past and don't talk to me about my friends. Amen. Do not accuse my, this is a big deal. Now, I've found out that because I refuse to be used by the accuser, I can be very straightforward in loving correction with God. God's people. Amen. Because it's not accusation. See, when you take, you have a problem, you have got an issue with somebody, okay? You got a legitimate issue. You're not seeing eye to eye and they're wrong. It's always them, right? Okay, I'm going to back this up a little bit. You and someone else, I'm not looking around the room now, okay? You and someone else are not seeing eye to eye. You're both Christians and it's their fault. It always is, right? Right. You see their error, but they won't listen. All you got to do to deal with that correctly is keep the accusation out of it. Amen. Hey, this is not about accusation. You're wrong. Amen. Let me show you in the Word why you're wrong. Amen. I love you enough to tell you and show you you're wrong. Now, if they're used to being accused, they're probably going to get offended. But that wasn't, you didn't put out offense. You put out truth. See, if the church grows up a little bit, the right hand can actually scratch the itch on the left arm. One body part can help remove an issue for another. But the right hand says, oh, I would sure would want to go over there. I mean, I, I know that left arm is itching something fierce. But that's the left arm's problem. Because the last time, I tried to, last time I tried to help the left arm, I about lost a finger. And so I want to be a right, righteous, right, righteous hand here. I wouldn't dare want to go over and correct something on the left arm. And your physical body is smart enough to know better than that. Why isn't the spiritual body of Jesus Christ informed enough to understand we all need help? You know, you know what, and, and, and here's the vessel help comes in, each other. Now I just preached you a whole another second message in just a few sentences. Fear of offense. Fear of offense. I sure wouldn't have wanted to offend them. I wouldn't want to stay out of pride. Get the, make sure the accuser has no space with you and no space with your relationship with anyone else. Keep the accusation and the accuser out. And you can be honest with anyone. Then all you have to do is be led by the Holy Spirit. It's time to talk to him right now. In fact, you'll see, like I do, They'll actually open up doors. Someone you're having an issue with, hey man, am I, am I missing it somewhere? You know, I wasn't going to say anything to you, but since you ask, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's not manipulation. It's called truth. It's called walking in love. Keep an accusation and the accuser out. Amen. How do you think Jesus went to lunch at this guy's house? And he fixed him filet mignon. Nice. Sits down. This guy's a Pharisee. He's a religious dude. Fine home. Nice big long table. Mm-hmm. He's sitting at one end. Jesus sitting at the other. They serve the meal. 
I just kind of see baked sweet potato there with cinnamon, you know, brown sugar. Mm -hmm. Little dab. Just a little dab on that brown sugar. Mm -hmm. And a nice hot cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, you are a whitewashed sepulcher, a brood of vipers. Wait a minute, he's sitting at that guy's house at his table and he just served him a fine meal. And Jesus, you disrespectful, <clears throat> hateful person. Wait a minute, Jesus never missed the will of God. Right. He never got out of love. He couldn't have been, he had no accusation in it. There was no accusation. There was no delivery of the accuser. You know, when you deliver accusation, first of all, when you hold accusation, when you receive accusation, and hold it, you've received the accuser, and you're holding the accuser. Did I tell you his name? Satan. With a little s. So, how, how, how nasty and poisonous is accusation for you to receive about yourself or someone else? Who are you receiving when you receive accusation? The accuser. His name is Satan. Your Bible says, give no place to the devil. And the church has been almost rendered helpless because anytime, and then we have these self-appointed watchdogs in the church who, who think they're highly anointed to critique, criticize, and point out everybody else's faults. And they have given a home to the accuser in their soul. Born again people. I didn't point over too far that way. I just went right there, right here. I just point right here. Born again people giving place to the accuser and then rolling it out and you can hear it in their voice. You can hear it in the tenor of what they say. You can sense the anointing of it, the anti-anointing of it. When it comes out, it's always, you should know better than this. Correction. Boy, that's lovely, isn't it? Whew. Isn't that sweet? Husbands and wives, you get a hold of this. Hey, sisters and sisters, brothers and brothers, brothers and sisters, sisters and brothers. Hey, you all get a hold of this. You, get, you, you stop receiving accusation against yourself. That's first. Then you'll be able to stop receiving accusation against others. Well, actually, you'll be able to stop receiving accusation against God. Amen. And then against others. And you'll stop giving place to the devil. You stop giving place to Satan. Amen. Amen. He comes and says, you, you got that deal going on out there. You never, it's never going to be what you want it to be because, because of you. And you walk around, you receive that. Everything you say to everybody else is filtered through that because you hold yourself in contempt. Amen, Pastor Bob. Praise God. I'm, I'm afraid to speak right now. I'm afraid that I might cry. But that's okay. You ought to laugh. Because this is, this, the, the, the enemy has just about bound the church up without, to keep it from being able to increase by what every joint supplies. I'm talking about Ephesians 4.16 right now. The body of Christ increases by what every joint supplies. Joints are relationships. And if, and if you get the poison of accusation out of the relationships, the body can increase. In love, in joy, in peace, in wholeness, soundness, completeness, in health, in wealth. Amen. In every, in every way, the body of Christ can increase. Amen. 
I have never in 32, over 32 years had Jesus accuse me of anything. Right. I've never heard my father accuse me of anything. Right. Even times when I was really wrong. I, he didn't come at me with accusation. And he's not coming at you with ac accusation either because that's not his nature. Amen. He's not the accuser. So when you get this pseudo, that's, I think I can spell this correctly, P-S-E-U-D-O, pseudo, that's like fake. That's spelled F-A-K-E. <laughs> like the news. <laughs> so when you get this pseudo-fake guidance that belittles you and puts you down, it didn't come from your father. It didn't come from your father. Because he's all about the business of always reminding you, don't you remember, you're in Christ Jesus. You're my son, you're my daughter, you're in, you're in Christ Jesus, you're in his victory. Remember? Let me remind you who you are. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. You're mine. You're my offspring. I'm, I'm your daddy. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your father. I'm, you okay? It's all right. You're okay. Amen? Amen? I've had people get really mad at me because I refuse to receive accusation. I mean, really mad. But that's okay. I love them anyway. I'm not taking on the accusation. Amen? Had one brother and a dear brother, and he, he wasn't upset with me. I wasn't upset with him. We've been dear brothers for many, many, many years, uh, and still are. We don't get to see each other very often because he travels quite a bit. But we had just gotten back in the days when I ate cheeseburgers. We just pulled out of I don't know the Burger Queen or Burger King or something like that, and, and uh, I asked him. I said, I'm driving the car or the truck. It was a truck. We were in the truck. And he's got this bag of burgers and french fries, all that stuff that I don't eat anymore. And uh, I said, hey, Bob, would you, would you bless the meal? He said, sure. Now, he's a Rama graduate, all right? You know, he spent a number of years with Brother Hagin. He said, thank you for the food, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Didn't close his eyes or nothing. <laughs> eyes open, smiling, laughing, and, and handing me a burger. I thought, I like that prayer. That was, that was good. Thank you for the food. But then we're driving along a little bit later, and he's, you know, he's chomping on his burger and eating fries, and he says, you know, Bob Gregory, he says, you are the most stubborn man I've ever met in my life. He said that to me. Well, I look sideways to see what, what his expression was like, and he's, and he's smiling at me, Josh. He said, I meant it as a compliment. He said, if you think you're right about something, nobody changes your mind. I said, thank you. I'm glad you noticed Why would you? If, if you got the Word of God on it and you got the unction of the Holy Ghost on the inside, you know that you know that you know. Why would you change your mind? Why would you buy, be moved by somebody else's perspective about your life when you're living your life? Amen. Amen. It's good, isn't it? Why would you let somebody else? Because other people come and they want to correct, but they don't have the perspective of, their, of your life that you have because it's you and Jesus living your life. Amen. Now, I love that. I mean, I, I, I've, said that I've shared this testimony many, many times. Bob Gregory, you're the most stubborn man I've ever met in my life. By another preacher, a friend. We're chomping burgers and fries together in the same truck at the same time. They called me stubborn and then laughed. How stubborn are you? 
to refuse accusation. How stubborn are you, stubborn are you to stay in the fact that 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man or woman be in Christ, you are a new creature. And that means perpetually, not just once. Amen. You are perpetually new. Your eternal, everlasting, perpetual life, the spirit of eternal, everlasting, perpetual life, is consistently, constantly making you brand new. Oh yeah, you're newer right now, Tori, than you were a half hour ago. Amen? This is the way that works. I'm working through a whole series of messages right now this year to get to one that I can hardly wait to teach you and preach to you because I started a riot in Nigeria with this one back in 2001. Only now it's 20 years bigger and 20 years stronger and 20 years deeper. And it's all about breathing life into your world. Amen. I'm talking about eternal, everlasting, perpetuating life. That's why I don't get sick. That's why I refuse to quit. I don't care. We're not stopping. Not leaving. Amen? Amen. One old boy on television years ago, you said, I swear if I live to be 300. Well, what of it? Our ancestors did. Right. 300, 600, 900. That's right. Yeah, but that was way back then. And do you think the sun and the earth and turned and. Uh, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's right. Do you think a day was the same length then? Yes. Yeah. All you got to do is read your Bible and you'll find the 25 hours that science says is missing. It's right. It's not missing, it's in the Word. Right. God stopped yeah. the sun. Yep. Pretty easy. 24 hours one time, one hour another time. Another time. I mean, it's, it's right there. It's in the Word. Right? Read, read Isaiah. Let me give you a hint. Isaiah knows where that 25 hours are. The astronomers haven't figured it out yet. The astrologers really don't have a clue. If you don't know the difference between astronomy and astrology, I suggest you find that out in a hurry. Because you ain't a Scorpio or a Libra or a Supra. That's a Toyota, isn't it? Uh, super is a Toyota. Yeah, you definitely ain't that. Okay. Amen. <laughs> do, you, do you know that that horoscope thing that astrologers use, right. this just a little side tidbit here, was what was on top of the Tower of Babel. There's witchcraft in that thing from the word go. But the, but the key to that thing is, wait a minute, what, what did God say about His people back then? i got to stop this and confuse their language because they can do anything they set their heart to do. God said that. That's about His people back in the Old Covenant before they even had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They didn't have God on the inside of them. They had God with them. And, and he, but they were doing things He didn't agree with. And He said, i got to confuse their language and stop this. Because they've, they've set their heart to build a tower to heaven. And they, he said, the Word of God says, I didn't say this. This is God. Your God, my God, our Father. He said, they can do anything they set their heart to do. That's a big difference from accusers saying you can't do it. It ain't going to work. Wow. You can't have that. You're not good enough. You don't qualify. You're not enough. You're just not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. Shut up. Amen. And by the way, get out of here. I give no place to the devil. Amen. 
through accusations. Amen? Amen. But this is something I find myself wrestling with every day. And you do too. You just probably aren't aware of it. And that's why he decided he's going to take this much time and deal with it today. Because you are dealing with it every day, all day long. The devil and the demons that work with him, he's not their employer. They don't work for him. They are assigned to him. That's their, I think, I really believe, one of their most toxic and effective weapons is accusation. So you see something in the Bible that says God has this desire for you, but then there's this thought that comes, you see it and you go, wow, you kind of rejoice with it, and then this thought comes to you that you can't have it. That's the accuser. Because he used the phrase can't. Amen. 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 Cast him out. Stop him. Recognize him. Amen. Amen. Okay, I got to get to moving to something. I got to get to something here today. I have to show you something. Glory to God. You all right? Yes, sir. Need to breathe for a minute? Need Mary Gail to take you on another lap around the church? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad we've finally become a running and shouting and rejoicing church. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm glad some of you took it seriously. If one person starts running, don't ever let there just be one person running. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Get in there and support. Go to Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. I need a sip of something here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. Or do you despise the riches of His goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? I wrote this in my notes. And if you've been on the Voice of the King any this week, you know that we just finished the first week on this study of your identity and the goodness of God. Do not despise the riches of His goodness. Knowing the goodness of God leads you and your circumstances to repentance or to turn around. How many of you say you have any circumstances or situations you'd like to see turn around? The Bible declares that it's the goodness of God that leads to that turnaround. Think about that. The practical application of any situation in your life, spirit, soul, body, relationships, or finances, that you can see, that ought to turn around. I'd like for that to turn around. It's the goodness of God that leads to that turnaround. Isn't that amazing? Now this word, and, and, and the problem is that the Bible points out is despising the riches of His goodness. To despise means to diminish to count as a small or insignificant thing or to ignore. 
I know entire, and I love all the people of God, but I know entire denominations that are, are taught by their leadership councils to ignore the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues. I know others that are taught to diminish it. Wait a minute. I know entire structures of Christianity that people are taught to diminish the healing, divine healing, in their physical bodies. Diminish it. Count it as a small or insignificant thing. I know entire structures of Christianity. These are wrong doctrines. They're despising the riches of His goodness that, are, that, are, that people are, his, God's people are taught by religious councils to diminish, count as a small thing, insignificant, or ignore divine prosperity and wealth. Because, you know, after all, the love of money, well, the way they teach it is money is the root of all evil. Well, the Bible doesn't say money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And love is, is a relationship term, and money is a material uh, represent, representation. So the, a wrong relationship with the material realm is the root of all evil. Amen. It's not just talking about cash. Um, your Bible says in Proverbs that prosperity destroys the fool. Well, the, the problem with that is just don't be a fool. Prosperity is part of what Jesus paid for. That's right. I'm not going to despise what He suffered for. Healing and health is, pro is part of what He suffered and paid for. I'm not going to diminish that. Amen. Count it as a small insignificant thing. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is what He sent, Josh, when He got back to the throne of Almighty God. You kidding me? I'm not going to diminish that. Count it as a small thing or insignificant. I'm certainly not going to ignore it. Overflow me again, Father. Yeah. Yeah, but we're not all like you. It's too bad. You should be. That's what the Apostle Paul said. You know, he's just a man like you and me. He said, be followers of me as I follow Christ. If Hebrews 6 verse 12 says, be imitators of those who through faith and patience are inheriting the promises. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In every situation, we look to the victory of Jesus Christ, but also the payment that He made to, to, to purchase, to redeem, and to provide for His body, the church, individually as well as collectively. And we've got to take this on an individual basis because we're each individual. So we take it on an individual basis. We preach it globally and congregationally, but, we, but it's for each of us to receive and enjoy the fact that Jesus paid a huge price for you to be healed. In your physical body. Right. Now. Amen. No excuses, accuser. Amen. He paid a tremendous price for you to be wealthy, financially free. Amen. He paid a big price. Don't, don't, don't diminish that. Quit ignoring that. Yes. I know, but I don't know how to get it. Shut up. Tithe and sow. Right. And believe. Receive it. Amen. Oh, but, but I tried that. Wait a minute. Here's the accuser talking to you again. You tried it and it didn't work. And the accuser is accusing God and accusing you. You didn't do it right. You didn't have enough faith. You didn't do that. Watch. How many of you heard that one? You don't have enough faith. Right. You ever heard that one before? 
Who in the world do you suppose spoke that to you? But you don't have enough, your faith isn't strong enough. Oh, really? Jesus said mustard seed faith will move a stone mountain. And every man has been given the measure of faith. Whose faith do you have? God's faith. You don't have your own. He didn't give you your faith. He, had, he gave you His faith. Amen. Whose bloodline do you have? God's bloodline. Whose spirit line do you have? God's spirit line. Whose DNA is your body made of now? God's. Because the Holy Ghost dwells in it. The Bible says your body, your body, your body, your body, your body, your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are both belong to Him. Amen. Amen. See, you gave it over. And you received Him. Don't diminish that. Don't despise that. Right. I, I, I made the statement here recently to several of you. I said, I'm, I, you know, I'm one of the most despised preachers you'll ever see. And some of you looked at me like, oh, no, Pastor Bob, because you love me. You appreciate me. Right. And you demonstrate it all the time. Right, and I'm not making a bad confession in saying that. But I am going to correct it. I'm, I am going to overlay it. I'm not going to correct it. I'm just going to overlay it. In overlaying, I'm going to wash it away. I am one of the most loved, received, listened to, heard, accepted and approved preachers you will ever know in your life. Amen. You know why? Because my daddy did. And I don't despise the riches of his goodness. And he's turning this thing around where the devil's tried to keep people from hearing this message y'all are hearing today. Amen. Hallelujah. I told Pastor Sherry the other day, we're, 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 just, we're just cruising along, man. Both of us hitting on all eight cylinders. You know, we're going through the middle of the week. And I turned around here. We're just mid-stride, man, on doing stuff. I turned around here. I said, if, when Jesus comes back, I don't care what's going on around me or wherever. I'm going to be that guy, that faithful steward that is feeding God's people faith Amen. when He returns. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to put it out on Voice of the King. I don't care if people listen or not. That's their fault, not mine. I ain't accusing them. It's there. I'm going to show up and preach. I'm going to show up and teach. I'm going to show up and heal. I'm going to show up and do what, I, what God tells me to do. If people don't receive it, that's not my... I'm not offended. I'm just, it's just me and Jesus doing together what me and Jesus do. Amen? And when He shows up again, He's going to find this boy feeding faith. Amen? I used to be mad that people didn't come to church. It used to make me mad. I felt rejection. I felt despised. Now I can say despised and I don't feel any rejection in it. Because some people are just stupid. They ignore, diminish, count as a small thing and insignificant that which God is doing in your life as well as mine, amen, and the lives of a whole lot of other people. Hey, man, I said at Eagle Mountain International Church, Kenneth Copeland Ministries International, all right, in Fort Worth, Texas. It was our home church. And I watched the door go like a, like a, 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 a revolving door of people coming in from all over the world. God has sent us here. And in a few months, oh, he's sending us somewhere else. Oh, yeah, they came in from wherever they came from all over the world and found out they weren't the big hot rod in Fort Worth that they were back in their local church. Amen. 
didn't, they didn't get the pride stroked at EMIC like they did back in their local church, and now God's moving me out of here. These people, there's something wrong with these people at KCM. Now, wait a minute. I, see, I know enough to be really dangerous. So when our door acts like a revolving door, which it doesn't with you guys, y'all are here. Amen. Amen. But when we get that revolving door thing going on, I know it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. Because not one time did Brother Copeland ever stand up in the pulpit and say, God loves you, we love you, and Jesus is Lord, even though I'm so despised. Don't know what I'm going to do. Help me, Gloria. I never saw it. And he had, he'd have them go, come and go like hundreds. And over the years, thousands. Right. Amen. Amen. All I ever heard was, God loves you, we love you, and Jesus is Lord. Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad to have mentors that are not ashamed to be men of God. Doc Barkley, man, I just, Doc Barkley, dear God, my pastor. I'm just, I'm just working along in the office the other day. I'm just trucking through some, I hate paperwork. Amen. I wish I, I despise it. I do. I count it as a small thing, but man, it has to get done. I, I try to ignore it and it just gets bigger. <laughs> hate it. But I was doing it. I got, and I got past begrudging it. Amen? Because I had to. I was just a little bit past it. I was just over into the enjoying my coffee again. And I got a text from Pastor Doc. Just, just a friendly outreaching note. You know, just a, I'm up here in prayer right now going over some things. Just want to reach out to you. And I'm like... You know what I did? I had a whole bunch of papers. Um, when I would say that, that one stack was about like that. I pulled a trash can over. <laughs> and I started going through stuff. The Lord showed me to do this. Some of y'all need to do this. Some of the stuff, you need to, you had, you need to have two categories. Vital, yep. non-vital. <laughs> and I took the lid off. I got a big trash can in my office. Pastor Sherry, every now I walk in there, and it's got all kinds of stuff in it that I didn't put there because she didn't have a big trash can in her office, but I do. I took the lid off that trash can so it would make it real easy for the non-vital file to operate, and I just started pitching. I trimmed that pile down to about like that in just a few minutes by getting rid of junk that I've been holding on to. Amen. And then I filed that stuff. Guess what? That's done. Amen. With that task. Yep. Wish it worked that easy. <laughs> I got to get moving because we got to do something here before we stop today, and it's almost time to stop. If you look over at chapter 1 in Romans, verse 21, I want to show you something here about despising that most people don't look at this way. Because another definition, just let me read this to you, verse 21. Because that, well, let's read 20 and 21. 
For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. PBV version. To despise is to not glorify God. Wait a minute. To not glorify God is to despise, diminish, count as a smaller insignificant thing, to ignore. Jumping, shouting, spinning about, that's called halal in the Hebrew. Jump, shout, spin about. It's the front word of hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, hallelujah. Jump, shout, spin about. Run. Uh, yeah, when you feel like it or when you don't. Giving thanks, praising God, worshiping. Amen. Amen. Watch this. Glorifying God with a healthy body. Well, I will as soon as my body gets healthy. Wait a minute. This little flap of, of meat here between your lips, that's part of your body. Right. Glorifying God with your body. Yep. I am healed and healthy. Amen. I am prospered and wealthy. I am free. And I'm happy about it. Amen. In Jesus' name. I don't care what that circumstance is, what that situation is. I don't care what he did, she did, he didn't, she didn't. I don't care. doesn't matter to me. I am the free one in the name of Jesus. You're beginning to glorify God. Amen. You're not lying to anybody. You're glorifying God. Amen. Well, I don't know. I just don't know about that saying it before you actually get it. That's another message. If I start down that road, we're going to be here till supper time. If you've got to wait till you see it to thank God for it, then you're not a very thankful person about going to heaven, are you? You tell me you're not going to thank God for your eternal salvation until you reach heaven? I hope you make it. Amen. Not glorifying God is to despise him and you enter into a vain imaginations and have your foolish heart darkened that means you don't see so good you don't see so good anymore Amen. spiritually mentally emotionally amen. amen okay some of you are looking at me kind of weird but i just entered into some really good pastoring um, <laughs> i need to get this to you today is shavuot Shavuot, Shavuot in the Hebrew, that, that is uh, the Jewish Pentecost. Now, next Sunday is Christian Pentecost. But it, this word is spelled S-H-A-V-U-O-T, and it's today in Israel. Um, I want to show you these two things before I really move into that. Yes, Lord, I'll give them that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is God's fault. He does not have the same clock Curtis has in heaven. Go over to Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Let me give you this real quickly. Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Boy, this has gone a different route today, but I'm happy about it. 
Verse 25 through 27, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Right now, right here. Even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Verse 27, To whom God would make known what is the riches of Remember, Romans 2.4 told us, no, don't despise the riches of His goodness. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, here it is, the mystery and the riches of the glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the intense, earnest expectation of glory. Amen? It's good, isn't it? So, as we... We're gonna, I'm going to continue this if we're not raptured by next Sunday. Um, and if we are, I just want you all to know I'll be preaching this by the center gate in the east wall. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I plan on it, praise God. Marygale's got to lead to running. So as we're, te- as we're going through this Voice of the King broadcast, I don't have these for sale, but I want to tell you there's a little book here that I've had for years from Brother Hagen called In Him. We have a list of scriptures back here on the table. Oh, hush. Go wherever I want to go. <laughs> Called in him scriptures. They're available on the corner of the table back there, or they're available on, on the Internet on our website. These are vitally important. I, Brother Hagen got me studying these because of this little book 30 years ago. And I've never quit. I have a copy of these in every one of my Bibles in the front of my, each of my journals because I'm constantly aware of who I am in Him, becoming more and more constantly aware, looking in the mirror of the Word of God to see who you are, what you have, and what you can do. And when you see who you are in Christ Jesus, you realize you're Him. You're the body of Him. When you see what you have in Christ Jesus, you realize you have what He has right now. Amen. When you see what you can do in Christ Jesus, you realize you can do whatever He can do right now. And watch this. Jesus is limited on what He can do on the earth to what you will allow Him to do in you, on you, and through you. you got to get that. God has limited Himself to what He can do on the earth to doing it in the body of Christ, on the body of Christ, and through the body of Christ. Amen. In Him book. Here's a little book called Identification by E.W. Kenyon. And the front of it says, A Romance in Redemption. I want to tell you, here's what I think of this little book. I wore the cover off of it years ago. Amen. Here's a place, let's see, this little card I put in here on December 20th of 1997. I and my family and my partners are fully supplied this day to fulfill the will and purpose of my Father for each of our lives, individually and collectively, in Jesus' name. That's December 20th, 1997. Amen. Amen. You want to know what the back says? Mm -hmm. Carla Faye Tucker. She was in prison in Texas. That her sentence be commuted. And here's the phone number to the Texas Board of Pardons and Parole. Richard Rodriguez was president at the time of the Texas Board of Pardons and Parole. 
our dear friend Carmen O'Neill was a close friend and ministered to Carla Faye Tucker, led her to Jesus. Carla Faye Tucker got born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and created one of the strongest prison ministries in a women's prison that you will ever hear of. And then she was executed. We didn't get that stopped, but I'll tell you something else didn't get stopped. The devil didn't stop her from reaching heaven. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what's on the back of that card from December 20th. I didn't intend to read that to you, but there it is. If you do yours like I do mine, they get highlighted, marked up, notes made in them, all kinds of stuff. There's a nice, you know, whatever. I turned the pages down on mine. You're not supposed to do that to a book. I learned that in the library years ago. <laughs> but my favorite pages have the, sometimes I turn up, I turn, I, I dog ear the bottom and the bottom and top both. If it's really good, sometimes I highlight the little dog ear. Amen. I pick up some of my books are like that thick, and I can look. And I, every now and then I'll pick up my Wigglesworth book or my John G. Lake book, and I'll just look and see where the, it's been over, and I'll just open it up there and read what's there. What did I like about that? You know? And boy, there comes Revelation again. You need to know your identification in Him. I'm going to teach you more about this. Like I said, if we're, if we're, not, if I'm in, if we're in heaven, we'll do it there. But if we're here, we'll do it next week. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So we've been members, Pastor Sherry and I in this ministry have been members of Christians United for Israel for a long, long time. I don't make a lot of noise about it. We just quietly belong. I get emails from them very regularly. John Hagee, Pastor Hagee is the head of that. <clears throat> Wish that guy would get bold and open up a little bit, preach one of his days. <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. But today, we with Christians United for Israel are calling this Solidarity Sunday. Because if you're not aware, Israel has been being bombarded for the last week or so by Antichrist terrorist groups. It's all, it's all, it's all, it, belongs, it all matters to. This goes back to Ishmael and Isaac. That's, that's where it goes back to. And you'll be interested in knowing this. Maybe some of you know this. Maybe some of you don't. You know the word anti-Semite or anti-Semitic. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not um, satisfied with knowing something, some phrase like that, not knowing what it means. The word Semite or Semitic is rooted in the name Shem. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Remember those guys? Anti-Shemites. That's us. Zionists. Anytime you see in the Bible Zion or Sion, S-I-O-N, it's talking about you, the church. It's not just talking about those extreme Jews. We're Zionists. Amen. We, we are Zionists. That's why I have this, we have the flag of Israel here in the sanctuary. We have the flag of our kingdom in the most prominent place. The flag of the country that belongs to the church. Created, this country is created by the church. It's right here. That's who, that's us. That's the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That's the monarchy we, we live in. That's our citizenship is right here. 
We are ambassadors to here. Yep. Amen. The church created this country right. with the help of Almighty God. Amen. 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 Little ragtag bunch of farmers with muskets right. stood up to a formidable army and said, No, never again. We're going to worship the way we want to worship, and you're not going to order it around. Right. Amen. Amen. The United States of America is and always will be a Christian nation, Amen. created by Christians for Christians. That's what it's about. Amen. We allow freedom of religion because we're strong in knowing who we are, what we have, and what we can do. So we can allow freedom of religion, but you're not going to displace us out of ours. Amen. Amen. Because this is our citizenship. We're ambassadors here. That's right. But these folks right here, these were the chosen people of God. Yep. Amen. He turned to the Gentiles, which we're not. You're not a Gentile anymore. A Gentile means without God. Right. So we're not Gentiles. We have God. Same Father they have. When Jesus said that the, the, the wall of partition has been destroyed and he's made of two, one new man. Right. Here it is, right here. Right. Well, how's he going to do that? A lot of the Jews don't believe. Just hold on, darling. You just keep believing for him. Amen. Right. Amen. Keep believing for the church, the people of God, and Israel, the people of God. Right. Amen. Amen. And today on Shavuot, the Jewish Pentecost... The last report I looked at, they had bombed, they had to, they had to react, they had to respond to people killing Israelis, killing Jews, right. and they launched some pretty stout weaponry this morning, this morning, today, this morning. It just amazes me that here's a people that went into Egypt and for 430 years were treated as slaves held in bondage because the Egyptians were terrified of them. Right. That's right. And they left there, and, then, and they left with all the silver and the gold. I mean, right. who in the world brings all their silver and gold to a, to, to a, to a party or to a war? Right. But the Egyptians loaded them up with all that, and they headed out. Watch this. These people, God parted the Red Sea. Now, I don't care what your doctrine is. They went through a wet water sea on dry ground. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but it's only knee deep. Okay, that's really a miracle because God drowned the entire Egyptian army in knee deep water. <laughs> when the waters came back together. Another big miracle. These people walked in the wilderness for 40 years and their shoes didn't wear out. Quail and bread fresh every day. Yep. They didn't have to shoot it. They had to dress it. It just fell out of the out of the sky every day. Yep. For four, vittles, thank you, victuals, Pastor Sherry, you need to come preach. For forty years, well fed. A whole generation that didn't believe refused to follow Joshua and Caleb. Right. These two old guys, you know, they might have had gray hair and beards. Just saying that were irrelevant, by the way, to the unbelievers. 
But they all died off, and all their kids said, you know what, these old guys seem to have something going on. Now Caleb's 85 years old, and he says, give me my mountain. I'm as well able right now as I was when I was a 20-year-old. Give me that mountain. Amen. 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 So they parted the Jordan River to go into the land that God had promised to Abraham. And the Jordan came back together after they went in. Yep. Wait a minute. I, I, go, go, go all the way forward. Hitler, the Antichrist spirit and the spirit of death, That's came right. together and tried to eliminate the Jews. Right. Over six million killed. And let me say this about that. When Egypt was trying to destroy them, kept doing physical things, then they, then they started killing babies. They went after the heart of the people. That's what this abortion thing is about, to try to destroy the heart of the church. That's why we will not tolerate abortion in this country. Well, amen, Pastor Bob. I'm sticking with it. I don't care whether you amen me or not. I, I, we will not tolerate it. Those of us who are ambassadors of this kingdom sent to this country will not tolerate abortion. Understand, Roe versus Wade is turning over in its own grave. Amen. We will not tolerate being told that we have to pay for it. And we will not tolerate it continuing to be legal to kill babies because it kills the heart of the church. It's designed to kill the heart of the church. It can't, but it's designed to. Okay, didn't mean to preach on that, but there we go. How, I, there's a whole bunch of stuff I've said that I didn't mean to say, but here we go. And I see all these things. The Six-Day War. Israel got some of their ground, a little bit of their ground back. Nothing near what is theirs by the will of God. And they keep trying to exterminate the Jews. Keep trying to exterminate. I, I said all that to say this. What is it this Hamas and Hezbollah and the Antichrist doesn't get? They can't wipe these people out. Right. <laughs> I mean, they just don't get it. You can't wipe them out. Why? Because they're God's chosen people. Amen. They are the descendants by blood and spirit of Abraham. And that's the first man God cut covenant with. Amen. So we're with them, and we're for them. And today is Solidarity Sunday to pray for Israel. I have here, and this is what I want to ask you to do today, because I'm doing this at the same time you do. I saved mine to do it with you. Praise God. I have here what's called the Israel Solidarity Pledge. James, would you make sure everybody gets one of these? Start with Pastor Sherry, if you would, please. Thank you, James. Because over 8 million of us belong to Christians United for Israel now, and we're going to not just say things, but actually do things. I want to wait till everybody has their pledge. I want you to understand that We're in fellowship with the people that that run this. 
I was on the phone with them this week. I mean, I've got their phone number in my cell phone, okay? Uh, these are not people we don't know. So if you feel, oh, I don't know if I want to sign something or not, put my name on it. Well, your pastor says it's safe. I'm not compelling you to, but I'm offering you the opportunity to join in. The pledge says this, simple, I believe that Israel is God's chosen nation, and it is my God-given duty and privilege to bless Israel and the Jewish people. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 says, I will bless them that bless Israel, and I will curse them that curse Israel. Amen. I maintain that terrorism is inexcusable, and like every nation, Israel has the right to defend her citizens from attack. I pledge to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and stand in solidarity with Israel and the Jewish people as Israel responds to violent attacks in defense of her people. I uphold that the loss of any life is tragic and pledge to pray for the safety of both Israelis and Palestinians until the attacks stop. Amen? That's the point. That's all there is to it. So if you agree with that, I have a... I have uh, how many of you you want to sign on? Because here's what happens. Uh, let me get. Let's pass these things out too, James, if you would, please. Need to get another one of them out for myself. It's a powerful opportunity, guys. For us to not just have a, an attitude about something, but to actually be involved. As you unfold this flyer that's going out, you're going to see this is an opportunity to, for you personally to become a part of Israel's story. It's really cool how much stuff that CUFI is doing. And, I mean, there are events going on. Uh, action alerts, I get those all the time. Not all the time, I mean, I get those when they send them out. Uh, we can do a CUFI event here if we decide to, if the Lord leads us to. There's a summit in Washington, D.C. every year. Um, Shine the Light Pledge, support the film on anti-Semitism called Never Again. That came out in 2020. Join CUFI University. Host a small group study. They have a high school curriculum because so many college students are being taught anti-Semitism in university. So CUFI has a target to get to these students while they're in high school. They've created a curriculum to get to them. Join CUFI's coffee break. Uh, there's, there's, you know, Why Israel ebook. The Watchman is a weekly television show. Uh, that you can see online. It's on TBN, Fox Business Network. CUFI's daily briefing, CUFI's issue, issue primers, um, talk about the prime issues that are going on, why Christians should support, support Israel ebook, um, Israel 70 Years of Miracles, <laughs> so on. I, I won't go through all this. You can read it in your, in your own time, but there's back here on, on some of the further pages back, it shows CUFI's impact on Israel, Israel's history, Israel's story. 
and, and then CUFI's policy agenda, the U.S.-Israel relationship. But I want you to get back to the page that's blue. It's got Mike Pence, Vice President Pence on the top of it. And I want to just run down through here really quickly. I'm not going to read all this. But I want you to see what Christians United for Israel is doing, has done, and is doing. We worked with President Trump to help him be able to keep his promise to open the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Praise God. We worked with President Trump to cut off U.S. funding to an Antichrist militant operation uh, and uh, I'm just going to go on. Uh, sent over one million emails to Congress to pass the Taylor Force Act, which cuts off, cuts off U.S. aid to the Palestinian Authority. Hallelujah. Amen. Say it with me. Action. Action. Okay. Fought for and won United States recognition of Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Stopped using Human Shields Act was introduced during the 2018 CUFI Washington Summit. CUFI is combating anti-Semitism with over 2 million CUFI members and counting. Well, we're over. Yeah, that's in the Shine the Light campaign. There's over 8 million members. CUFI has defeated BDS uh, in several states. I won't get into all that. CUFI, but these are actual operations. Work to curb Turkey's brazen malevolence through the advancement of the Eastern Mediterranean security. And if you're online, uh, I want you to be sure and, and let us know right now uh, you can write on to Facebook immediately and let us know that you want these materials. We'll be sure and get them to you so you can join too. I have a lapel pin for every person who joins up today. It's a, a operation of it's a, a made up of the American flag and Israeli flag with CUFI banner in the in between them. Really cool. I'm wearing it. Amen. Uh, oppose now. I, I, okay, so I, I wanted to save this and get to this. CUFI opposed Hezbollah's increasing influence in Lebanon by advancing legislation. So when you sign a solidarity pledge, you're putting another name, another person, a Christian, a part of the body of Christ, saying to CUFI so they can say to Washington, D.C., to Hezbollah, to Iran, to Hamas, to anyone who needs to hear it, here's how many of us are standing together. Amen. Amen. It's, this is the largest pro-Israeli organization in the world, Amen. Christian organization in the world. Amen. CUFI protected Jewish students on college campuses during, through our support of President Trump's executive order. CUFI worked to see the Never Again Education Act passed. Uh, you know, that's just to stop any opportunity that the, that the enemy might try to take to wipe out Israel. Are you ready to sign? Yes, sir. All right. First name. Don't sign my name. Sign yours. Printed it. Printed in there. Church is Embassy of Christ International. I just heard you online saying, oh, I wish I was in that. On the city, um, we'll put Newburgh because our official ministry address is Newburgh. Indiana. And then 
give them your email address. These people are safe. <laughs> These people is us. Amen. Glory to God. Now then, we do have extras. James has them. Are, do you need another one? It's N E W. No. <laughs> oh, it's S H E R R Y. Tori, I'm, I'm calling on you to help me when she deals with me after church, okay? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to put you in a tough spot. I know she won't hurt you. <laughs> okay, Amanda, you and Tori are both on my team when this thing is over. Amen. G-R-E-G. Oh. <laughs> Don't bring up that past. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Seriously, we'll get these to you online. I really want you to be able to partake in this, take, take part of this thing. This is not a one-time thing. This is a, we're going to continue our work. In fact, I will say this to you. Um, I'm going to do more going forward about my contact with local Jewish worshipers. I'll leave that at that. Now then, everybody ready? Yes, sir. Everybody, everybody got them filled out? Yep. Praise God. If you would pick up the flyers and each one who's filled out a solidarity pledge, give them a lapel pin. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this amazing, amazing heritage that you've given us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, yeah. Now, if you if you wonder what that, I, I love it. Josh just said it. If you wonder what that does, that is you putting in direct terms, in words, your name, blessing Israel. Amen. And God says that you are now empowered to prosper and excel Amen. in all good things. Amen. Praise God. Is that all the signed ones? If would you hand them to me, I want to pray. That's not quite all. No. Okay. Mary Gill still. Mary Gill and Sean and then Robin Okay. Amen. Can we? Well, we'll get those after church, I guess. After the, I'd like to get them in here, but that's okay. We'll get them here in a little bit. Let's pray. Not a formality prayer. I want you to stand and lift your hands, stretch your hands out.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Pastor John Hagee and for Christians United for Israel, for the organization. Thank you, Father, that CUFI crosses many major denominational lines and barriers, that this is a manifestation of the body of Christ working together in unity of the faith. Thank you, Father, we're part of it. Thank you, Father, for our brothers and sisters, Israel. Thank you, Lord, for the covenant. Thank you, Father, for the covenant in Jesus' blood. And in the name of Jesus, we lift up Israel right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over the nation of Israel as well as, as the Jewish worshipers, over the people, the children, their, their homes, their businesses, their cities, their villages, their countryside, their land, all of their land. Thank you, Father. We, we plead the blood of Jesus over them. And Satan, right now, in the name of Jesus, you are cast down, accuser. We give you no place in Israel, no place in any, all of what God calls the land of Israel. Shut your mouth and get your hands off of them right now in Jesus' name. We declare the blood of Jesus against you over Israel. The blood of Jesus is over Israel, and we declare the blood against you, devil. In the name of Jesus, spirit of death, be gone. Father, we thank you for magnificent light in Israel. As there was light in Goshen, in total darkness in, in Egypt... There is light now throughout all of Israel, the Golan Heights, Gaza, the West Bank, and all the territory that you gave to Abraham. We take it all right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. We declare the blood of Jesus over the, the government of the United States. And Father, we thank you that you said when our ways please you, you will cause even our enemies to be at peace with us. So as an organization, Christians United for Israel, and as the body of Christ, the organized body of Christ, even enemies that have taken office in the government of the United States are at peace with us. And even though they don't want to, they decide in your favor, in the favor of the church and Israel. And we receive that done right now according to the blood of Jesus. And we give you the glory for it. Thank you for the safety of Israel, the safety of the church, the success of the church, the success of Israel. We rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I'm glad I came to church. Thank you, Mary Gail. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Everybody got a pen? No, we still need a couple of those to go to Rob and Nisa in a little bit. Is that the case? Okay, we'll get that done after church. Well, hallelujah. I think we need to worship the Lord in tithes and offerings, and I'm going to get James up here to, help, to lead us in that. Amen. 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 Glory to God. I had to collect all my stuff. Huh? A little bit of stuff to collect this time. Got it. Thank you. Amen. Amen. 